Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. We are really honored and privileged again to welcome to the show one of the best documentary filmmakers in the world, and that would be Steve James. The, his new film is called Abacus, Small Enough to Jail. You'll know him from such movies as Hoop Dreams, The Interrupters, and Life Itself. This is an illuminating new film about the Chinese immigrant Sung family, owners of Abacus Federal Savings and Loan in Chinatown, New York. They were accused by the Manhattan District Attorney of being involved in uh, banking fraud, and they were prosecuted over the course of this five-year legal battle. We see really what is a a portrait of a family, a family in crisis, a family coming together to bond together to defend themselves against a remarkably uh, – charges that are so – over uh, such an overreach that it's hard to believe at times. Um, Steve James, welcome to Film School. Great to be here. Thank you so much, and thanks for this film. Um, it it's just uh, it's, an, it's such an enjoyable watch, and and this family, uh, Thomas Sung and his daughters and his wife, everybody everybody in this film is such a a wonderful subject. I, I, how did you how did you come to know about this particular story? It you know I didn't read about it. Uh, that's for sure, at least not initially, and that's because oddly enough. Um, if if this bank was small enough to jail, it was also too small to uh, be covered in the media, I guess. Um, none of the mainstream media was really covering this case, including the New York Times, in you know uh, where Chinatown is located. Yeah. And and so I found out about it through the, one of the producers on the film, Mark Mitten, who happened to be friends to the family. He'd known them for about 10 years, and he called me up. Uh, as the trial was looming and said, there's this crazy, amazing story going on in New York and explained it to me, and I was kind of, you know, <laughs> bewildered at it. Uh, and and so we went to New York for um, a few days to uh, sort of film and sort of see if, if this was a film that, we, that uh, a story we could tell. <clears throat> and I, of course, immediately fell in love with that family that you're talking about. I mean... Yeah. You know, they are truly a remarkable uh, group of people. Yeah, it, there's Thomas, uh, who is the, the father, and then there's Jill, Vera, and who am I leaving? Chanterelle. Chanterelle. They are loyal to their family, loyal to their father and mother, care deeply about the, this, uh, their their lives together, and uh, had the wherewithal, the intelligence, the determination to stand up to... The probably the largest district attorney office in the country. I, I would spec- yeah. I'd speculate, and and I, I want to get a little bit into the circumstances. And one sure. of the things that's particularly infuriating about the film is uh, the 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 theatrics surrounding their arrest and such. But so here they are. Tell us a little bit about Thomas and his background uh, when he came to the United States <coughs> and, and his history. A little yeah, bit. sure. So Thomas uh, sung. <clears throat> the father came to the States when he was 16 years old. He's now 81, so that was a while ago. Uh, he became a successful lawyer and lived in Chinatown. 
and had a perfectly great career going. And, uh, you know, one day he went to his bank uh, and tried to get a loan and was, you know, rebuffed. And he was amazed at that because he, he was a successful man. And he came out of that with this idea, you know, that, that if he as a successful lawyer was having trouble getting a loan, uh, what about the other members of his community who weren't so fortunate? And that spawned this idea that he thought he would open a bank in Chinatown that served that community and wasn't just about taking their money for deposit, but was really about doing what a bank is supposed to do, right, which is to help build a community. Yeah. And so he started Abacus back in 85, um, and and the bank became that very pillar in the community. It was successful. It it worked out very well for for the Sung family and for him. But let's let's sort of frame in terms of you know its actual size. And you, you <laughs> refer to it in in the film. Abacus is the well. I think it's actually gone down. But it, it, in the in the press notes, I got two hundred and fifty. 2,531st largest bank in the in the country. Actually, let's get it precise. 2,651st okay, largest bank. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, we think they slipped a notch to 2,652nd. <laughs> okay, 52nd. Okay. And, and, and to put it in some perspective in terms of uh, a larger bank, like let's say the Bank of America, their assets are 1 100th of 1% of yes. the Bank of America. Yes. And and you and yet and I want to talk a little bit about one when the the prosecution was uh, bringing to bear the full weight of the district attorney's office onto these good people. Tell us a little bit about what happened in that that whole scene with their arrest. And sure, okay, yes, yeah. So I mean, the the case the, the case originated back in two thousand nine with a a loan by go. one of Abacus's loan officers. Which turned out to be fraudulent. This, this, and the bank discovered it. Um, the irregularities in that this particular loan officer, Ken Yu, uh, was taking, uh, soliciting bribes from borrowers in order to make their loans go through. Yeah. And they immediately fired him. And then they initiated their own internal investigation to see if there was other problems, and they discovered two other employees who were engaged in fraud, not like what Ken Yu was doing, but enough to have them leave the firm as well. And they reported it all to their regulator, which is they were required to do. And In other words, they did everything right. Mm -hmm. Um, It eventually found its way to the district attorney's office, and the bank initially thought that the district attorney's office was going to help them root out any additional fraudulent uh, you know, uh, actions going on in their bank, and they discovered that, no, the, the district attorney's office had decided that they, the, the uh, you know, leaders of the bank, were actually complicit and encouraging the fraud, which, of course, made no sense, yeah. or they would have taken none of those actions. And, yeah. So that led to, in 2012, uh, because the wheels, I like to say the wheels of injustice move just as slowly as the wheels of justice. Uh, that, that led to 2012, the indictment and the spectacle that you talked about, which was uh, Vance, Cyrus Vance Jr. announced the indictment to the press. He linked it to the 2008 crisis, said that the bank was engaged in the kind of fraudulent practices of 2008, which was completely false, by the way. Yeah. Um, the fraud that was discovered was nothing like in in any way, shape, or form, what went on in 2008, right. and and then they paraded uh, uh, mostly ex employees that they had rounded up to charge down the hallway, chained together for the cameras. Yeah, 
and it was a it was something that um, no, none of the people in our film, the lawyers, including Chanterelle, one of the daughters, who at the time was working for D.A. Vance, <laughs> uh, she she saw the spectacle and she said, "I've never seen anything like that." She she quit the D.A.'s office basically to join her family in the fight that eventually resulted in the trial that happened in 2015. Again, this happens at a time when, and this is the Manhattan district attorney, when all around him the the financial system is in virtual free fall from the actions from the all of the things. Rome is burning, okay? <laughs> And 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 they go after this family for something, as you rightfully said, completely unrelated to the banking crisis, but tried to make sort of the kind of sort of this argument that this was part of it. Absolutely. No, no totally did that. Yeah. And even, you know, we eventually got an interview with Cyrus Vance yeah. Jr. And, yeah. I mean, his interview moments in the film, I think, are quite revealing uh, across the board. But when I asked him about, you know, to sort of reconcile for me that very thing of this small bank versus the big banks. He said something, I think, which was really quite revealing. He said, well, the the, 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 the big banks at that time did engage in actions that could be characterized as less than ethical, <laughs> and, which I thought, wow, that now that's a, that's a very generous assessment of what the big banks did. Yeah. But then he immediately said, but, but Abacus was involved in that, too. And he, he immediately brought it back to Abacus because he he saw a real linkage between those two. And some have argued that one of the reasons he would not go after the big banks is because they're too powerful in New York City. Yeah. And and that that would be and and to to go against a big bank and try to take them on and prosecute them would have been a whole different level of you know a uh, uh, boldness but, uh, in New York City, whereas. A small Chinatown community bank. I mean, the Chinese Americans in New York are not politically active. Right. They're they're even politically disenfranchised. One might argue, yeah. and so the the risk in going after an abacus is far different than going after Bank of America. It, yeah, and by the way, just there's so much more to the film. We're just I'm sort of we're skimming over the top <laughs> of this film because it, it is so much. Uh, there are so many other things going on. But if uh, let's just say Cyrus Vance Jr. had decided to go after this bank, yes, it would have been you know a, a huge lift. It would have been an, a remarkable amount of work, etc. The the uh, the thing that I would say is he had had about 95 percent of the American people on his side, and, yeah. uh, and all the, the the weight of the anger. And, and, and outrage of the p- political establishment could muster what I would have assumed would have also been on his side. But and I was so I don't say shocked, but I was surprised to see Cyrus step up. But he did. To his credit, he did come on camera and he answered some questions about about it. But uh, as I said earlier, by the way, we're speaking of Steve James, the director of the film um, Abacus, t- small enough to jail. It is a it's going to be on PBS POV, but you're right now, you're opening here. To, uh, actually, Frontline, oh, eventually. Frontline, front eventually. But right now, today, June 9th, as we speak, uh, it's going to be at the Landmark New Art Theater tonight. And I believe you're in town for that. Am I, I am in town. And, you know, I know that people listening might think, oh, I'll just wait and watch it, you know, I'm, yeah. on, on Frontline. But let me, let me make the plea for why you should come out and see it uh, this weekend, if you can. Um, or this week, it'll be there, you know, for a week at least, is 
this is a film that that has been on the festival circuit for quite a while, and I've had the I've had the opportunity to watch it with audiences quite a bit. And uh, I, I would say of, of all my films, this film is is, is has been a, a, as successful or more successful with audiences because it 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 both infuriates the audience, yes, uh, and it also very much entertains the audience. I know I know the idea <clears throat> going to a film about financial fraud. <laughs> uh, may not sound entertaining, but I mean, trust me, the, this family—you will fall in love with them. Yes. They are—they are not just courageous and principled; <clears throat> they are also extremely funny. Yes, um, and and a lot of people have come out of the film telling me they had no idea they were going to laugh so much at uh, you know at, at this kind of story. And, and it's evident how how much they care about one another, and and to see this happen to them, it, it's yes. it's you, you, as you put it. It is infuriating. It really it'll it'll get your blood boiling, and in addition to the fact that uh, um, you're you're going to be there, Mark Mitten will be there as well, and also I, I assume your moderator or your the person yeah the moderator will be Kirby Dick, who yes. if you know anything about documentary filmmaking, you'll know that Kirby Dick is again. We'll have two of the finest documentary filmmakers in the world on the same stage tonight. And uh, I, I just really, truly, I, I echo what you said. I loved watching this film. I, I, I just liked everything about it. And, and, and it is just, it's, it's important for people to remember these kinds of things uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, but certainly what happened in 2008, not the least of which, to see what, where, the legal community in New York City decided to train its firepower is beyond belief. And and uh, thank God for for Thomas uh, Chung. Uh, he Chung. yeah Chung. He is he's he's amazing uh, in this film and just his sort of he he, he imbues sort of this uh, gravitas that's really pretty pretty remarkable. He's a he, yeah so. Absolutely. Well, congratulations, uh, Steve James, on on this film. And um, gosh, I mean, really, uh, continue to do the work you're doing and have been doing. It's just it's so much fun to talk to you about your work, and it's and it's at least as much fun to to watch to watch it. So, uh, so thank you so much for being here today. Again, the film is Abacus, small enough, small enough to jail. And we've been speaking with the director of the film, Steve James. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much. Bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.